Welcome to Group Talk, a podcast conversation from the Small Group Network, focusing on topics relevant to small groups ministries. Whether you're in a church of 100 or 10,000, whether you are a volunteer or staff, we want to support, encourage, and equip you to lead well. So relax and listen to today's program. Welcome to Group Talk, one podcast featuring two unique shows. Hey, everyone, Derek here again, along with your other host, Steve Gladen. Hey, everybody. And we are back in the studio to deliver you another mind-altering, paradigm-shifting episode. Ooh. You like that? Can't wait to hear this, man. So, Steve, are you still uh, trying to practice social distancing from your fridge? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work on that a little bit more. It's at the grocery store, bought walnuts, bought, uh, almonds and uh, those are the, the two main things. They were chocolate covered with caramel wrap around them and stuff like that. But you know, they're still, they're still healthy. Nice. I, I know I got the raw ones and all that good stuff. I only asked cause it kind of looked like you were losing the battle, but I'm glad you're still fighting it. Still fighting it, baby. Still, still, still fighting it. Every time I bend over, I'm fighting it. <laughs> Did you make it down to the San Clemente beaches this weekend? Because I heard they opened up. They opened up, but they closed the parking. Good Lord. Beaches Why? are open in Southern California, but parking is closed. Tell me tell me that is not going to tick off the neighbors, but hooya, welcome to the government at its best. Oh, my word. I figured, yeah, you might have been down there at the beach uh, catching some sun and the good old Speedo. Uh, not, not yet, baby. I mean, it's a thong, but, you know, we'll just keep going, so... <laughs> All right, let's talk about something more sensible, though. But hey, last week we yeah. we were in our huddle. Give me your insights on the uh, virtual huddle. It's our second one, or yeah, that first was a one. great SoCal huddle. If you're new to the network, we do these things called huddles. They're like small groups for small group point people, and they're great ways to find uh, ideas and share ideas, and they're great ways to find support from other small group ministry leaders. And so uh, we did our SoCal huddle. We do it every couple months, and Chris Reed is our host. He does an amazing job. And Rex so, ran this one, though. Rex oh, yeah, Miner. and Rex, shout out to Rex, Rex was Miner, on there. Good who, job, uh, Rex. Yeah, and, and speaking of shout outs, we had a, a few ones that are firing up. So if you're in the North, North Dakota area, Lisa fired up a, a huddle up there, and John fired up one in the South Dakota area. So uh, just happening, and I got rumblings that we have an Oahu one firing up. Whoa. Uh, you know, from uh, um, Vesica, and uh, it's, uh, it's, it's great. So we're excited. I'm going to pray with all my heart that that one in Oahu fires up. And then I feel like, again, we just need to go there and just minister to that huddle leader and those people. Yeah, you're so gracious. Such a heart of gold. Pure, pure, pure gold. But in our Facebook group, I threw out a challenge to all other huddles who are listening to this. Big or small, big or small. Right, big or small. So we had such a fun online huddle Zoom gathering. I took a screenshot of it and I threw it in our Facebook group. If you're not in our group, search for Small Group Network, join. Anyway, you'll see that we are very happy, goofy looking people. And so I threw out a challenge to all other huddles. Try to outdo our goofy picture by posting uh, your next huddle, whether it's physical or virtual. Take a screenshot or take a picture and do the craziest thing possible to outdo us. I love it. I don't think they can. Oh, we'll find out. We'll find out. Does the West Coast rule as always, or do we have some representation from other parts of the country? So, or the world for for that matter. So let's go worldwide on this, and let's see 
Let's see what creativity yeah. can be out there. And and one of a if you're in a larger huddle, I would encourage you to use the breakouts. Uh, if you're zooming, uh, that was a great feature. We did that in our huddle, had some great time and just a fun, fun thing. So it was good. Something else to uh, talk about is last week we shared some cool stats in the network. Uh, we called it four fun facts from the last 30 days and check this out. We had 250 plus new Facebook group members join 5,500 plus podcast downloads, 20,000 plus website views and 130,000 plus YouTube views. Steve, can you believe that? Wow. And were they about small groups? Yeah, it was all about small groups. Okay, it's all about us, <laughs> us being us better together. And, and the thing that, that stats are great, but what I loved about that was it was done from uh, the network. It was people in the network stepping up, writing articles, doing uh, YouTube videos, doing uh, all the things that they, they do best. And so congratulations to the communications team, making sure that stuff happens and getting stuff out there. But that's why we're better together because uh, Derek didn't have all those ideas. I didn't have all those ideas, but other people contributed. So no one no one church has all the ideas. We that's just right. like to share them. Can I share one more quick factoid? Okay, factoid. And then we'll get into the postoid. So we found out that this podcast is listened to uh, in at least 116 countries worldwide. You know, when you sent me that stat, I'm like going, show me. And uh, it, it was great. It was it was fascinating, you know, what analytics will do for you and where, you, where you're reaching around the globe. So uh, those of you that are, uh, you know, writing and uh, doing the, the podcast and just on different things, it all it all has a, a an impact onto the onto the globe. And although Derek's just talking about just our podcast, that that's still fun. But it's also fun just to see you know what's happening because a lot of these ideas on the podcast come from you guys too. So we're still better together. We're better together. And now I'm going to Derek. Going really just 116 countries. Can you push us to the other? <laughs> we we want to get to 198. 198 is your goal, baby. It's going to happen. It's okay. going to happen. I believe it. I believe it. So, Steve, how long have we been now into this whole COVID-19 season of life? It has been too long, brother. I, I know- uh, Two months now we're going on, right? Yeah, I think we, I mark it by how many times we've done online services. And so it's- <laughs> So we're going into two months now, I believe. And there's rumblings, obviously, from the government around the world. Restrictions are being lifted in some places. Some states are trying to reopen. The beaches in California are opening here and there. So we want to talk about today, what's re-entry look like for small group ministry after COVID-19, post-19. So Steve, I know you've been here at Saddleback in all kinds of meetings on how are we going to bring the church into re-entry after COVID? How are we going to bring small group ministry um, into re-entry? So how do you want to set this up? Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a number of things. So uh, for for me, you know, there's on the church wide stuff, and so the elders are working on that that aspect of it. Uh, we've also been working inside the house to house movement side and saying how how does that work? We've had a preliminary meeting uh, with that, and you know, working to go a little bit more towards. But what I want to do is uh, I want to give you some uh, just some frameworks so that you guys can. As you're starting to ask the questions, uh, whether you're thinking church-wide, whether you're thinking small group ministry, I want to frame up some questions and give you some uh, some pieces behind it. So uh, part of what I want to do is I want to talk, we're going to go in three buckets. Uh, uh, we're going to talk about learnings, about what's become clear and what remains unclear. And then we're going to talk about uh, how has culture 
uh, different from all of this because we're not, there is no normal we're coming back to. It is a new normal. And, and then most importantly, I want to I frame up four questions that I think will be helpful for every church to say, okay, how do I ask these questions and then uh, get the right people in the room? So I'm in two separate meetings. I'm one with our elders on church-wide stuff, but I'm pulling people into the room virtually, of course, of, of asking these four questions that I eventually want to get to. But I think there's some preliminary work that you have to ask before you get there. So uh, let's let's go with that framework. So Steve, take us into our learnings. What's become clear so far? What still remains unclear? Yeah. So on learnings, it, it'd be great to, because every part of the country is different. Uh, just as, you know, the reopening, they're trying to do that in a special way. Uh, it, it is this, everything is is going to be different on how every church is going to do it, because not every church is the same size, you know. What is it? Statistically wise, 90% of churches are less than 100 uh, 95% or less than 300. And so then every everyone's going to be doing that a little bit different. And for us, it's going to look a little different. So if I told you what we are doing, uh, unless you are a church of our our scope, both on multi-site and size, you, you could, you it may mess you up. So first off, talk about learnings. And in learnings, I would say what's become clear in learnings and do a free conversation on that and what remains unclear. Just to give you some examples, when you're talking about what what's become clear for us, what's become clear is that uh, our people are adapting to online culture very well. And so we've seen that across the board uh, with the thousands of small groups that we have that culture has uh, you know been very, very open to that. Now, part of that too is because we've had online church, online campus since uh, I think it's been about 02, 03 uh, when we first started that. And then we've had online small groups since about 09 and 09, 010, somewhere in that zone. So uh, culture, we're in a very a county that's high technology and stuff like that. Not quite like the Silicon Valley uh, up in Northern California, but but culture has been uh, very receptive to it, and they've they've made that transition uh, very, very well. Uh, one of our other learnings has been, you know, we never want to waste a crisis. We uh, we are people who like to run into it when people are running out away from it. And so we know that the church works best uh, when it's under crisis, uh, when it is under uh, persecution, when it's under bad economy. And so we know that we want to, as, as a church, we want to... Part of our culture is very flexible. Now, sometimes it's very sick in its flexibility, but uh, it, it is with that. But, you know, we want to make sure that we never waste uh, a crisis or a, a wave that God is bringing. Yeah, and one proof of that is just the fact that we've launched how many thousands of new online groups in the midst of this crisis, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, Josh Hunt's going to be interviewing me. We're going to do an article together on that, one of our uh, new bloggers that's out there. And yeah, it, it has really spun up a, a lot of new small groups for us. It's been been crazy, but you got to be flexible to go run into that. We don't want Another uh, thing that's become clear is that on learning has become normalized. And uh, for every one of our groups, you know, they've had a taste of you now our leader training one, leader training two, our new host training, as stuff is becoming more virtual to them. It's the only thing they can do. Th this whole online platform, it's, it's become somewhat normalized. Uh, culture is ready for digital engagement. That's another one of our learnings in that. So you just want to be able to do a, a freeform blame for us. Like, what's become clear? Uh, then on the flip side of that, 
you want to be able to go, what, well, what's not clear? And part of it is, is our online culture. Uh, you know, where are we going with it? What are we going to be doing with it? Um, you know, what's, what are we going to sink our teeth into? Uh, but what, what's here for a moment, we're going to kind of dive into that on the, into the questions when we get to the meat of this. Um, so led to some great discussions on our theology for digital discipleship. Uh, what role can that play? It's we're still not clear on on that. Obviously, we we want face to face before people want to nail us to a cross. Easter's already come and gone, so just put those nails away. Uh, but we want to be able to go through that. And then the you know another example is you know how to measure the engagement of our audience. And so we've had to sharpen our tools a little bit more in the IT area of uh, some tools that we we've been using. Uh, we just need our IT a little bit. Uh, become clearer on that. So it's an unclear piece with that. You know, Derek, you got to give Derek a lot of grace right now. He's He's been, he, if you hear him sniffle uh, that I've been hearing, uh, you know, thank you for that special sniffle. He's he's battling allergies. So it's, he's not, he's not COVID, uh, but it is pure allergies. Tell me that's true. Cause that's what you told me. I do have a slight fever. Oh, well then you're fine. We're fine. We're fine <laughs> in this room. Gosh. So take us to uh, how will culture be different post COVID-19. Yeah. And I think this is a good thing for you to frame up and, and talk about, especially as small groups are going to be coming back, uh, re-entering into, uh, you know, people's homes and in different pieces with that. So not only do you want to go through your learnings, what's become clear, what, what remains unclear and have a, a chat about that. But you also want to talk about, you know, how is culture just different? And we, we came up with a number of them, but just want to give you some examples uh, that, that we've gone through there and that, it's the fear of touch. Uh, there's a fear of touch that people are having out there. And our culture is a strong hugging culture. Uh, it is very much of an embracing. It's it's weird. I mean, when, when people in corporate come on staff here, I tell them, uh, get used to two things, uh, uh, men coming up and, and hugging you. And then the other thing is, I'll probably get, you know, slammed for this, but the other one is, you know, just doing... Uh, uh, conversations uh, when you're in the restroom. Sometimes, uh, you know, people just don't keep their eyes on the road. You know, they're like looking at you, having a conversation. And so, uh, you know, th there's that piece. So culture is a lot more sensitive uh, or fear of touch. So not only fear of touch, but also there's the the emotional and mental implications that this crisis has caused. Uh, Kay just uh, finished up, uh, Kay Warren just did a, she has a mental health uh, gathering virtually online uh, every um uh, every month. And there's a lot of these snippets that we're going to be talking about, but she just in this last one that, that just happened, there's uh, with Dr. Barry is just going through uh, just this whole thing about uh, just how fatigue has impacted people and in your brain uh, is just decision-making is so much harder in this crisis. And there's neurological reasons why people are behaving the way they are. But culture is emotionally and mentally, uh, it has implications into that. And uh, in the show notes, we'll, we'll post a, a, a post where there's some great 15-minute little learnings that, that are out there. Uh, in the mental health world, we've we spent a lot of time on mental health and fatigue. Something else we'll link in the podcast was last week's podcast show with Carolyn, who did an amazing job, and she interviewed Lifeway's Chris Surratt, and and that show was all about overcoming video conferencing fatigue. 
Yeah, and screen fatigue is is a big piece. Uh, Chris wrote an article on it. We we Carolyn brought a lot of her her knowledge and his knowledge together to uh, beef that up quite a bit, and it, it was just a strong podcast uh, on that. So there's all kinds of things that are impacting it. Culture's different because of that. Uh, another thing that they were just talking about how culture's different. Uh, people are working from home. You cannot tell me that. Uh, people are not realizing that, hey, production may still happen when I'm working from home and it may be a, a bigger avenue. Now, you may be saying, well, what's that matter? Well, that matters a lot because if people are working from home, that's going to impact how small groups happen in the evening. And so there's there's cultural implications there. Uh, schools are learning a lot about, they're being forced to learn a lot about online. And so you can, you're going to see cultural shifting uh, in that way. Unemployment is, a, is another thing where culture you know, we went from having the lowest economy to having the—I uh, mean, having the best economy with the lowest unemployment—to in this in the swoosh of an epidemic, having the highest unemployment. You know, uh, stronger than the depression, and so you know that's going to affect culture. Um, families, both families are going to be both stronger and strained. And so there's all kinds of that, but these questions are going to help set up these four questions that we're going to get into in just one second. So Steve, we've talked about our learnings. We've talked about our culture. Now take us into the four questions. Yeah. Now these four questions can be used in, in a variety of things. So uh, they you get asked these. The I'm going to frame them up, and then we'll I'll dive into some examples. One of them is think of you know what is it that you're going to lose. And it's had its day. Uh, what are the, some what are some things that, that you've lost? Another thing question we're going to go to is you know what was just temporary. It was good for COVID nineteen, and it was just a temporary thing piece right there. Um, what what have you found? What have you found that's here to stay? We, churches have come up with a number of different learnings. So what would some of those be? And then, you know, what's core? What was core before COVID-19? What's going to be core after COVID-19? And this is the stuff that you are so excited to get back to. So let me take each question and then kind of give a couple examples with that. So, you know, when we went through this question, you're like going, you know, well, what's had its day? What what may what may we lose uh, through all this? And you can kind of think through a high level of small group ministry. Uh, you may think high level on the church side, but in small group ministry, uh, we've noticed that there there may have been some ministries that we haven't had in two months that we didn't miss or didn't need that were actually causing noise into the the house-to-house movement. That's something that we're going, hey, these may be some things we we can lose. Um, the the use of office for space for small group pastors. You know, uh, we get into such a culture that we drive to work every day and things like that. And for two months, they've never stepped foot into the building. And so, or at least not that I'm aware of, uh, they haven't stepped foot into the building. And so there's there's a learning right there. And so you may lose that expectation, which may impact, you may not need as much office space as you thought you needed to do. Uh, there's sometimes there's print materials that you're doing that we may lose that we were doing for small groups that we may not need so much. One of them that just by God's grace, we went there is our starter kit. Our starter kit went 
all online just prior to COVID-19. Now, I wish I could say we were brainstorming on that. We were thinking how to be more friendly and on our budget and stuff like that. But what we learned was, you know, sometimes when you go digital, uh, small group questions, do you need to buy a study guide or can you use, can you do that? Uh, do you need to buy study guides? The other thing that you're going through that may that may be lost is, you know, do 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 you need to purchase other people's curriculums? And so you're going through and go, okay, maybe we can make our own now. And so because you've had to do that, because you may not be able to get online services. So those are just some of the things uh, that you got to say. What's had its day? What needs to go? What needs to go to pasture? And what, what do they say? Uh, the best hamburgers come from sacred cows. And so they may go out and you may have a barbecue <laughs> with that. Uh, temporary. What was just good for this, this period of time? And uh, for, for us is, you know, what church for us is always face to face. But, you know, for us, the online campus uh, may we were getting some new insights on that, but you know the online campus as the primary mode of people doing church, it's it's probably a temporary piece and it's had its day. Uh, probably the same thing I would say for online small groups. Uh, for you know we converted over six thousand groups to going uh, from physical to digital, and it, that's probably had its day. Now how that looks, we'll talk about that in a second, but that may be uh, a temporary piece. Uh, that was just in there. And so you got to be thinking through, okay, what was just temporary that bought us through the time, but may not be, you know, there for, for the next wave. Another question that you may want to talk about is what'd you find? What, what is here to stay? And for us, I mean, there, there's a lot of pieces with this. I mean, one of them is small groups starting digital. That was a big find for us. We've had more people, uh, you know, excited about starting something digitally with their friends uh, just on a test thing. And also for people who didn't have two friends to get into one of our centralized groups. That, that was a big one. Uh, using Utilizing Zoom, big, big thing that we found that uh, it can serve us more than hurt us. And that's something we're going to employ into our strategy, whatever the new strategy is uh, that that's coming out. Um, focus priorities from our church. Uh, when our church goes to focus priorities, and at Saddleback, we, we went down to, here are five focus priorities. We talked about them in a previous podcast that you can pick up. But, you know, when we talk about focus priorities, Groups became one of those again. Sometimes it can get lost. Culture drifts all the time. You know, temple courts can sometimes forget about house to house. And Rick has been doing, putting that front and center. That's something we found. And we just said, we were talking to elders and saying, that's got to stay. Uh, having people respond not to a, a, um, a physical response card, uh, but responding to, to digital or to texting. And so that was a fine for us in that uh, we used to tell people, you know, email us or, you know, fill out the card or do something like that. But we went to a texting service and we just said, hey, text, small group, one word, all, all small letters to 99,000. And we, we discovered that over the, the thousands of responses we've gotten from, from pre-Easter when we implemented this all the way through today, we've had thousands and thousands, over 75% have used texting versus emailing. Wow. 
So, and so, so you go, no shock for some of you out there, but that was a big learning for us to say, you know, okay, how do we use SMS texting to a better thing? Zoom breakouts. Uh, that was a big piece with it uh, of just saying how you can get subgrouping happening very easy in a large digital thing. And, and even for our own small group, being able to set that up and do that, that that's a big piece. Fourth question that we're going to talk about is core. And the core is, you know, what are you, what are you trying to get back to? And I would say two core things that we're looking at uh, for us in the house-to-house movement is being able to say, obviously, we want to get back to face-to-face. Uh, but also at the same time, what's core to us is understanding that discipleship is the core value that we want. And our five main purposes that we're trying to focus on are are the core. And so we're trying to say, okay, how do we how do we do that and how do we welcome back towards that? So we want face to face. that's that's clear. Uh, but we're also going to be able to say, you know, what what's going to be core to us is saying discipleship is the most important piece of it. How we do that both digitally and how we do that physically is going to work hand in hand uh, with each other. Now, when you set up those four questions, you know, wh- what, what are we going to lose? What, do we fi- what did we find? What was just temporary? And what is core that we have got to make sure is the centerpiece of what we're trying to do? Then I would just uh, set this up and just going to say, you know, how are you going to phase it back? So you're going to talk about your learnings, you know, what's become clear, uh, what you know, what remains unclear, because you're just going to have unclear things that are there. You're going to hear that in just a second. Um, you know, how is culture different? What are some of those things that are culturally different in the different areas of the world that you're in or in the, uh, in you know, your neighborhood or your church and where you're at? What are those four questions that you're going to ask when you're pivoting uh, towards this whole re-entry back in? And those four questions we just went through. And then this last thing I'm going to set up is what are you phasing back? How are you phasing back to normal? And this is no rocket science, but we're just going, what's phase one, what's phase two, what's phase three? In both the church and in the small groups, we're just saying, what's phase one? And for us, phase one uh, is still staying because we're in California, we're still in a very volatile state, and we're in uncertainty. We're still staying in phase one. We're still staying with all of our groups being online. Uh, We're going to keep them like that. Uh, Phase two uh, might look something like we'll we'll gather physically, uh, but because we live in Southern California, maybe most of the groups will meet outside, or maybe they'll meet uh, inside in, in the social distancing, but we want to try to figure out what's a, what's the most comfortable way to to you know in help people get used to physically meeting because people are still going to be very uh, tenuous about that. And so part of this in phase two, you're going to have physical, and then you may still have some people still zooming in to your small group where some people are physical and some people are still digital. And then phase three um, might look as you're going back more towards the the face-to-face, but are there some learnings that you can get to? And this is something where we're still unclear about. Is our groups, our weekly groups still going to meet weekly face-to-face or will every once in a while they will do a Zoom meeting instead of a face-to-face meeting? Uh, will they 
do what we're doing in phase two. And that is some people are still going to zoom in digital virtually uh, when we're, when we're meeting physically. So it's still unclear for us. What's going to help us get to phase three is probably when we know there's more of a vaccination that's in place or uh, when we know that there's better testing or more uh, ample testing, I should say. Uh, but you got to think through with your church or at Saddleback, we say crawl, walk, run. Uh, but we're thinking through phase, what's phase one going to look like? What's phase two is going to look like? And you may not even have to figure out phase three hardcore uh, as our government is going like, you know, hey, there's a phase one, phase two, phase three. But you just may want to say, you know, let's let's get to phase, let's get phase one locked and loaded. And then we'll figure out what phase two might look like, and you're going to have to be a little bit more flexible, and then phase three versus having them all worked out hardcore uh, in paper and in writing. So as you are thinking through getting back away, re-entering into um, COVID-19 and into the new normal, I I can't help but think of of, uh, the space program and how when they look at when you're re-entering into the Earth's atmosphere, You've got to hit it at that perfect angle, or you're either going to bounce off or you're going to re-entry and you're going to be a ball of fire. And part of it, too, is that this is where um, your ministry is more of an art than it is a science. And we have lots of science that's helping us give us good, good things to think through. You know, washing your hands more, staying safe distance, six feet apart, wearing masks, wearing gloves and stuff like that. But you've got to figure through as you're going through these questions, what is the art to helping our people feel comfortable, but also helping people re-enter into this uh, new normal after COVID-19 where we don't cause huge repercussions either way, but that we make everything safely. And obviously, uh, it goes without saying, you got to bathe all of these questions in prayer uh, just being asking for God's wisdom and God's guidance. Uh, we have found that when we're going through these questions, it's never a one-time meeting. Uh, we sometimes just say, hey, let's just take a break for a week and let's re-jump into them again and see what God does. Uh, and we're going through that. So think through these uh, four questions more specifically in the lose, found, temporary, and core, but also frame them up with the front half of what are your learnings, what's the different in the culture, and then with the back half of saying, if I had to take a cut at phasing this thing in, what would it look like? And don't bite off more than you can chew. So there was your four questions for re-entry after COVID-19. And Steve, I like how you said, make sure to bathe these in prayer. I'm sure there was no pun intended there. Uh, No way. I mean, it's just, you know... (laughs) Stay up to date, everybody, with all of our COVID-19 small group resources by bookmarking smallgroupnetwork.com forward slash COVID-19. You'll see our podcast there. Uh, You'll see all of our articles that have been written specifically for you during this time. And again, thanks again for joining us today, guys. And make sure to check the show notes for any resources or links we may have referenced. Have a great week. See you there, everyone. Be safe. Hey, SGN family, Jason Banzoff here, Group Talk producer and small group network creative arts director. Thank you so much to Steve and Derek for that great episode. I know in these times, it's great to have these resources. And speaking of resources, with COVID-19 being a big conversation around small groups and churches, we have specific resources for you. 
Stay up to date with all of our COVID-19 small group resources by bookmarking smallgroupnetwork.com slash COVID-19, where you can find all of our articles, videos, and podcasts. And if you're on Facebook, join our dynamic Facebook group community that has now surpassed 4,500 members and gleaned from the thousands of small group ministry ideas, interactions, questions, and answers found here. And now lastly, huddles. Huddles are like small groups for small group point people and a great way to find support and share ideas. Invite two or more friends and start a huddle online or socially distance yourself over some coffee today. Visit smallgroupnetwork.com slash huddles. Thank you so much for joining this week on Group Talk and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Group Talk. We invite you to subscribe to the podcast through iTunes and get new episodes downloaded automatically. Also, if you enjoy this program, please take a few minutes to give us a positive rating on iTunes so that other small group point people can find us more easily. We encourage you to visit our website at smallgroupnetwork.com to access our library of free resources, connect to a huddle with other small group ministry leaders in your area, read our blog articles, or join us on our Facebook group. Don't forget to use the hashtag SGNet when engaging with your social media channels. Thank you for your support.